Good evening, town fans and non-town fans alike. Um, yes, your eyes do not deceive you, as Fifey said last week. Woody is back in the hot seat quicker than Cameron got back into office. Um, welcome, one and all. We've got a host full to talk about what an absolutely fantastic weekend of football we had beyond us. Um, and I'm looking forward to just see all the positivity all the lads are going to scream tonight um, for somebody who wasn't at the game. Um, this could be a very interesting show. So let's, first of all, let's roll those titles. Or not. Yes, and yes, you are right. As you can see, as I said earlier, it's Adam Wood hosting. Um, probably not going to get the job full time. It's been nearly a year since I last hosted. But not to beat tradition, today's beer of choice, which you cannot see, is Baskillard, which looks like Fifey on the front there. Fifey is going to get a lot of abuse tonight um, because he decided to tell me at quarter to nine what the login code was um, for the uh, for the stream. Um, so talking of that, he's at a curry tonight. Really poor excuse not to be at the uh, to join us tonight. But what the que opening question is, and I know this isn't going to go down with one of the uh, panelists, but the opening question is: What's your career choice, and what would you give Fifey as a punishment for leaving it so late for me? So let's start with the man who oh, I know loves a curry and is sporting one of my favourite Swindon tops tonight. Good evening, Ben. Hello, Woody. How are you today? Um, I've been better. I've been better, but I'm good now. No, no, pretty much. Uh, but I've uh, I've recovered over the weekend um, until the next shit show next Saturday. But yeah, feeling good, feeling good today. Good to have the podcast on, and looking forward to chat about all things Swindon. 
Good, good. And for you, Ben, what's your go-to curry? And what would you give Fifey as a bit of a punishment for tonight? You lot have all do, seen my... Do you know what? It, it's yeah. like the second worst curry you could choose. It's the second worst one. It's a tikka masala. I do love a tikka masala, whether it's lamb. Uh, well, lamb masala, really. It's probably one of my go-to ones. Keem and arm. Got to have a keem and arm. And you've got to have uh, onion bhajis. That's a must as well. And, um, yeah, obviously, with, with, with your old poppadoms and... Um, uh, yeah, and anything else you can get my hands on there, but yeah, it's all pretty good, all pretty standard stuff, really for a uh, for a, for a for a curry. Um, five for punishment. It's got to be something containing ghost chilies, really, isn't it? Do you know, what I would do. I would. Uh, I'd make him a corner, uh, a normal creamiest corner, because do my will my mate have a corner, have something quite because I reckon five is kind of a corner guy. I reckon he's the type of guy that would order a corner, and then I, I would just mix in a little ghost chilies beforehand. Mix it in into the cream and get it getting enjoy. And then I'll just watch him and I'll just take all drinks and everything away, in part from uh, something with a little dip of Tabasco sauce in it. That sounds that sounds like has Fifey done something to wrong to you, Ben, by any chance? That sounded quite sounded quite um quite dangerous. Um yeah, so just before I bring some others on, let's just say hi to Joe. Joe's online, obviously very surprised that um that I'm polluting her screen today. Um, ben, you're getting some plaudits from Cozzy for uh, the opening soundtrack. Um, I can't actually remember the name of the band that does it. That's really bad, isn't it? I've now done a five thing. I, think that, I, I quite like it. I really like the cover. And it's an original cover. It's not It's not like we've, we've nicked it online. It's someone who's done it for us, which is quite good. Uh, we'll also just say evening to Rob as well. Um, obviously, normally on here as well. Mike, yeah, you're right. This beer looks like it's made by Cadbury's, and unlike my chocolate tasting one the other week, it doesn't actually taste very much like Cadbury's. Very much a dark beer, but enjoyable, and I feel like I'm going to need it tonight. Um, mm -hmm. Hi, Claire. We should have guessed that Claire would be on tonight, really. Um, Pete is go Peter's going for Vindaloo is Mint, Fifey Punishment of Biryani. Um, that is a punishment in my eyes. Order I separately. Don't order it in the dish. Um, and Mike likes a nice lamb Rogan Josh as opposed to a horrible lamb Rogan Josh. Um, <laughs> right, so next one in who I know doesn't um, like curry, but I'm going to ask him anyway because I'm sure he's had one before that he did like. He just doesn't eat regular. Let's say hi to Mr. Ocus. Nick, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, hiya, Woody. No, you're right. Curry's not my bag. I don't know. I couldn't really even know what curry I've had in the past, but no, I, I just give that a total miss. So it's not for me. Um, what would I give Fifey? I ain't got a clue. I'd give him a a, a a pizza with pineapple in, and do a bed and sprinkle shed loads of chili on top of it. How about that? And hi, Claire. How you doing? Enjoyed meeting you on Saturday. Um, glad you had a good time. So at least somebody enjoyed the day. <laughs> glad you had a good time because we did. <laughs> um, and you, you've had some obviously claire says she's always on nowadays yeah it just feels like it's just because we lost um and then we've also got um cosy with a great curry recommendation by the way i do like this myself the garlic chili chicken um yeah really great now um claire has gone for chicken and mushroom jalfrezzi um that's mm -hmm. an interesting combo because jalfrezzi is typically quite a vegetable based dish anyway um but i wouldn't have put mushrooms in it so that's an interesting one um, and then we've got Lee Lipo, uh, minimum a madras, madras, mostly a vindaloo. That's a good shout. Does anybody remember, and I'll ask the other guys when they come on, when Asda used to do that chicken find a loo? 
they did a curry that was supposedly hotter than the Vindaloo, and they called it the Findaloo. It was, it was uh, mental. Um, Peter, hi, Peter. Judge a curry on Afterburn. Yeah, that's not a bad shout either. Um, next one probably is used to nicking everybody else's curry. Let's bring on Craig Beardy McBeardface. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Evening, Woody. Yeah, e evening, chaps. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. Not too bad. I've, I've got my foreign beer of choice here as well. San, San Miguel, all the way from Saint Michael. Um, yeah, from Saint Michael. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, my courier choice has got to be a chicken chow frazy, the right sort of balance of um, spiciness, but with the flavour as, as as well. Um, obviously with chips, uh, uh, pr probably somebody else's chips that I've nicked from another plate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, Fifey's punishment, now considering he's he's done the same to me when, when I've hosted before and... Uh, it's, it's not nice because you're, you're, you're flapping and you're getting anxious and, and thinking, shit, what am I going to do? Am I going to have to do a Twitter space or something like that? So I, I think I, I think he should have just a plate of chips, but next to the chips, it should be a Swindon Town season ticket. That'll be punishment enough, I think. This season. Oh. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Glad to be on. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, and hi to Claire um, as well. Curry is a no for her as well, Nick. So she's in your club on that one. Good girl. Too old to cope with the fallout from what that one. Now that's uh, we'll we'll leave that one as it is. Um, <laughs> Cosby's come in again with the Iceland did one, and I, I think I know he they, the one he's referring to. They did like a Carolina Reaper one, um, and I've got I've got a video of my mate trying that one, and he he struggled after one spoonful as well. Um, one guy I know who loves the curry um, is Mr. Rich. How are you doing, Rich? Mr. Rich, who's on mute? Still on mute. You're on mute, Rich. Mute. Mute. <laughs> mute. The best bit is, you, as the host, you can unmute him. <laughs> I didn't want to. I just, well, I didn't <laughs> How are you doing, lads? How are we doing, Fifey? I mean, sorry, Fifey from Wish. Um, yeah, all good, boys. All good. <laughs> all good, all good. Yeah, I know. Love, uh, love a curry, me. Uh, Madras for me. Chicken or lamb, really. Um, but shouldn't really be anything minimum than that. Anything is futile. I won't touch it. Um, but yeah. Uh, and for Fifey's punishment, uh, I think he should be ordered a foul. Good shout. Good shout. And yeah. no bread. No bread or no milk. Oh, no, he can't. Just, no, no. Just it, it, sh it, it should be like that. Um, Man versus food challenge, uh, where literally he had to consume the fowl within a certain amount of time, and then he has to, without going to the toilet or using napkins to wipe the sweat off him, uh, he's got to do that for like food. five minutes. Yeah, that's, that's a theme, food. isn't it? Five versus food. That does curry, doesn't it? Hmm. What's that? <laughs> that place we're going to the Christmas, dude. That does curry, doesn't it? I'm sure we can sort something out. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, 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 right. Um, we do have one more fool joining us, but he seems to be dropping in and out. Um, he's got a case of Woody's Wi-Fi. Um, so we will crack on with the game on Saturday. Now, I wasn't there because I was celebrating my now two-year-old girl's birthday. Um, so I, I wasn't there. So I guess maybe I had the, um, the, the, the good end of the deal. And to be fair, I didn't see a team lose this weekend. So I'm happy with that. Um, We've uh, just just to finish off the curry chat. Lippo says I've had a foul twice, never again. Not enjoyable. Um, Nick, hi Nick, has um, over here. You can have a curry, 
and ask for how spicy you want it. So I have a vindaloo as it has potato in, but as a medium spice, that's correct. Um, I'm glad we had that delay because not letting us down, I hope, because I can't see his camera. Now I can. What's up? How you doing? What's up? <laughs> gents, how we doing? Not Good. Too bad, mate. I, I was wondering whether we were going to get you or whether we were battling for you with ITV, but I'm a celebrity. Um, cause, well, cause that's next asking. week, isn't it? Yeah, but you'd be over there now, wouldn't you? I'm... Wow. Well... You think so, but I could get good connection from Oz, just like Clem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, Saturday, Swindon to Stockport four. Um, let's have a look. I'm just going to give you Claire, flash up Claire's comment first. Um, before I make my way around, I watched the highlights earlier. I watched the extended highlights. Um, I don't know how they got seven minutes out of it. Um, but um. Claire says, I think you can tell you're on a bad run and don't have much to your way. Your first goal had two deflections. Pen was definitely a pen. No, some weren't happy. I thought it was a pen as well, by the way, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Crozy, Collar and Macca were all good for us. Um, I'm going to pretend I know who they are, but I'm going to just say that every Stockport player was good. Um, And Claire probably matching the comments of pretty much every other um, uh, fan in opposition fan in this league was impressed with Kem. Apart from the fort, your keeper was shite. Um, view for £27 was awful. Um, well, we all know that my views on the ticket prices, so we won't start me on a rant on that now. Um, to, be fair, I saw, to be fair, I saw, I think I saw Claire's photo on Twitter. And, uh, you know, in the Arkle stand, obviously, they've got the poles right in front of it. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. Yeah, it's right. I think her view was literally right in front of the pole. Just it's just disgraceful to pay 27 quid for that, to be fair. Yeah, that's yeah, it's it's pretty crap. But that's what you get with the Arkle stand, to be honest with you. It's either that or you sit in the Stratton Bank stand and hope you don't get absolutely hope it doesn't absolutely lash down. So Yeah, exactly that. Um so if I'm if I'm right in saying it was me and Craig that weren't there, is that right? Craig, did you watch it? Yeah. Did you see any of it at all? I've I've seen the highlights like yourself and, and, okay. and that's it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um well what we'll do, I've, I've taken, I have taken some notes, but we'll see if anybody brings them up as we're going round. Um, ben, since you were first on, f- thoughts on the game? Another loss. Um, I'm losing track of how many losses that is in a row now. In whether it's all well, competitions, just in the league or whatever, but another loss. Is it as bad as it looks on paper, or is it made to look worse because of the current record? It was certainly an improvement. Well, it has been improvement over Saturday, but the recent, recent games, of the four defeats, that was the best performance. You could tell within a minute that the energy levels were a lot higher. Uh, they were a lot more focused. They were a lot more up for it than they were with in the other weeks. And the first half was shaded by Stockport. I'm not going to lie. They did have the best chances. and we, we, we showed signs that we're dodged at the back. But we also... You know, we could have had a couple ourselves. We got the goal itself, which was fortunate. But um, I think, um, you know, we easily could have got a second through Young. Wonderful bit of skill. Um, and, you know, there was a Brewer had a free header um, from about six, seven yards. You really should have buried. So there was opportunities. We were, you know, we easily could have scored more more than one for half time. Uh, but we also could have conceded more than one by half time. So it, it was it was fairly even. Um, I think the second half, obviously, they stepped up their game a little bit, deserved the penalty. I think what was impressive for Swindon uh, was 
that we actually, rather than just cave in, we took the game back to them and took the lead again. And then you generally start to think that, you know, this might actually be our day. And there was a few opportunities where we could have really stretched it. But if you don't get that third, and we didn't get that third, at some point they're always going to come at us. And before they actually, the pressure came in, we let an absolute knobhead goal in a completely... If you're 2-1 up against the top of the league, you bow for everything. You give the opposition nothing in the box. And wanting to get a free header for about eight yards out, just didn't even need to jump. Just picked a spot in the top corner, trailing header. And after then, we were done. I think it was only one winner. Kemp and Young did their best to try and get us back into the game, but they were comfortable. And it um, wasn't surprising they scored the fourth. So overall, I think for 60 minutes, 65 minutes, I was really quite pleased. But then again, absolutely shocking, abysmal defending cost us once more. Um, and it's the same old, same old, I'm afraid. I think that, you know, a few Stockport fans are really complimentary about the way we played. And we know we've got good players. But uh, the issues that we have, we still got them. They're not been addressed. And as long as they're not, they won't get addressed and we don't sort of defence out, we're just going to carry on slipping down the league because we're just too easy to beat. Um, yeah, OK. And... Um... I think Clara asked a question earlier as well. Why can't we be in the other stand? Um, I, I did see that Cozzy's answered it in the stream. Very active tonight, Cozzy. I'd like to see it. Um, the, um, I think there is an issue with the, with the toilets, etc. that the stand isn't deemed humongously safe and appropriate. Um, so that's a reason why you can't go in there um, at the moment. Although, having been in there, sometimes I would argue that it's not actually that great of you anyway. Probably not that much better than having a pole stuck in front of you. Um, but... <laughs> Either way, um, Nick, I'll bring you in because Ben alluded to it a little bit and we mentioned that um, Peter's put here, good for an hour, then they match us up and brought on a very strong bench and then we uh, capitulated. Um, I was going to mention about the bench. I mean, I put in our uh, WhatsApp chat to say, you know, the bench almost made me feel sick what they were bringing on. You know, at yeah. one point there was just players that could walk into our first team, never mind kind of our, you know, our first eleven. Um, obviously, your thoughts on the game as as a whole, but um, Stockport, you know, was that the difference? Do you think that they could see the game out because of their bench? It, yeah, um, it, it was. I mean, Ben summed it up really well. I can't really add much to that. Um, I sat um, in the Don Rogers because uh, my lad couldn't go, so I moved to Don Rogers and sat, sat with Garve. And it and, and it does give a different view because we're right down the front. I don't think I'd want to be there where it's lashing down with rain because you're very exposed there because it is right at the front. Um, but you do get a different view of it. And certainly the first half, we were improved. But you're talking about the experience. I've, I've just done a quick calc and a few of the figures might be a little bit out. But our starting 11 have got 957 games experience with the starting 11. Take that 340 of those with Charlie. So that leaves six, uh, just over 600. Their bench, the three that came on in the 83rd minute, have played 1,087 games. And that just shows the golf in experience. And it showed throughout throughout the game. Yes, the first 45 minutes. Um, we seem to be a 45-minute team at the moment. We, we, we can uh, do something for 45 minutes and then it all goes to pot. But But for me, the problem is we haven't got, footballers with a football brain. Now, Claire's mentioned it. That um, Crozy, I think they're number 18. 
Mm. He absolutely ran the show. He was superb. Ran it all, all game. Now, somebody like Khan should have sat on him, give him a few kicks, just sat on him, stopped him in doing what he did. He had so much space, so much time to set things up that it was embarrassing watching it. And that's the problem I think we've got. We haven't got footballers that can think for themselves on the pitch. And it's, you know, you can say, well, are they coached right? Are their tactics right? But at the end of the day, players have got to make decisions and do what's necessary to win a game. And we're not doing it. And that, to me, that, that sums up the problem, whether it's midfield, whether it's people not tracking, people not picking players up and, and lack of communication. And, you know, I could go on and on and on about all the things that are wrong. And the sad thing is, if you go through our team player by player, you say, yeah, he's decent. Yeah, he's decent. Mm. He's decent. But it ain't working at the moment. So yeah. things, have, things have got to change. So that, that's the frustrating element to it that, we're not far off a decent starting eleven, but there's no football brain in there, I'm afraid. Yeah, true. And um, was I bring you in in, in a sec? But um, I don't know how long he's been waiting in the queue because it's been on the scroll down bar. Um, but um, naturally, when when there's a new manager in, all the players show up. So, hi, Gary, how are you doing? Evening, gents. Oh, hello, Gary. <laughs> then I thought you'd all be doing the uh, food question still. Wait, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Did you, want the you avoided one? that one. Simple one. Go on then. Your your choice of curry, mate. That's all it is. Chicken balti. There we go. Nice and easy. Um, Gary, I'll come back to you in a minute for the um, for your review on the game. Um, was uh, I did see something that's um, ah here, Claire. Um, Claire's put up here. The keeper isn't a problem in this squad. Fingers need pointing elsewhere first, pointing and I think Flynn. First. Seems to avoid any blame somehow. Now, I'm going to avoid talking about Flynn at the moment because we'll address that later. Um, but more around, obviously, Mahoney's faced a bit of criticism recently. And looking at the highlights, to be fair, I would actually say he probably kept it from being double figures um, mm. at some points. But um, I think, do you think that Mahoney's criticism that he's suddenly coming under, is it because I heard on Low Strangers they were saying it's because people want warding goal and all of that. Do you think that's a bit unfair at this stage just because he's had a, not a, even bad games, he's just been probably pummeled a lot more? Yeah, massively unfair. Um, the lad's gone from having a reasonably stable back three in front of them that were doing steady to a back three that have completely capitulated in my eyes and just don't look any, you know, you know what I mean, are really struggling for confidence at the moment. Um, Mahoney's made some decent saves, and I totally agree with your point. I think he's kept it from being more embarrassing than the scoreline. It could have been comfortably more. He's made some decent saves. Um, yeah, we can put him at fault for the penalty, but, you know, I mean, the keepers come charging out, and, you know, I mean, it's one of those, if he gets the ball, we're, we're not talking about anything, are we? Do you know what I mean? He's just clattered mm -hmm. into the man. Um, but he's felt like he's had to get there, and he's just mistimed it. Um, I couldn't be having blame at his door. Just defensively at the moment, we just look shoddy. Um, I can't believe we're saying this because six weeks ago, I, you know what I mean? We, I was raving about the back three I was. You know what I mean? I really yeah. liked the back three. I liked the balance to it. I liked everything about it. Um, but it seems to be ever since Bruitt missed that game um, and then he's come back and he doesn't look completely sharp on it again. And there's been a massive drop in form with Blake Tracy. Blake Tracy's been totally off it recently. Yeah, yeah, um, agree, agree, agree. 
he's meant to be our leader back there, the older guy with the more experience, you know what I mean, that gives us that calmness. And that seems to have completely gone. And without him at the moment in form, we really are struggling. Um, I know we'll go into this later, but I would call for maybe a change. I'd get rid at the yeah. moment. I, the back three yeah. would have to be moved for me at the moment. My camera. Yeah. Just because we're getting killed. We're getting killed down the sides. The spaces are occurring. And we haven't got no one that sits and gives us any protection. So, but answer to your question, no, Mahoney is not at fault. I would not be having him dropped or anything like that at the moment. This is all to do with in front of him. And he has been massively exposed. Awesome. Uh, um, anything else to add on that was before I move on to Rich? I have got a, a, another comment on that. Anything else? Any thoughts on the game? Um, I, I do agree with Ben's points. I, I think it was a better performance than we've had the last few weeks. But I think it can be an easy cop-out because we rocked up to the game and everyone was going, Stockport are going to beat us. So, you know yeah, what I mean? It was one of those that I, I think... We were, we, were, we were beaten before we even played the game. Yeah, it was a bit of a free hit. You know what I mean? I don't think... Not even that, I would say. I wouldn't even say that, to be fair. I wouldn't even say it was a free hit. I would just say, you know, we walked into that game thinking that we knew we were going to lose No one expected us to get anything. And I think the players... Oh, right. I see, I see what you mean. Yeah. I see, I see, yeah. I see, I see, no one question. expected us to get anything from the game. Um, we, you know what I mean? It, I just can't sit there top of the league. They're flying. They're in massive in form. We weren't in form. I think everyone was just like, well, whatever we do, we're going to lose. So I just didn't really... It was a bit of one of those games that when we took the lead and we were ahead, I was thinking, God, we're playing with this confidence that we haven't had in a few weeks. And then as soon as Stockport put the experience there, John, we we, we were in trouble. As soon as they took the lead, we didn't even look like really getting back into it in my eyes. I just think we, the confidence just drained out of us and they probably just thought, oh, here we go again, another defeat. And it is really concerning at the moment that there's just no, there's a lack of leadership out there now. And it really concerns me. I, like FBT and Austin just don't look like they're pulling the players through at the moment, which is really weird to say. Because mm. um, when we're winning, it looks brilliant, doesn't it? But now we're in, you know what I mean? A real badge run of form. There's just no leadership out there. And it's a real, real struggle. There was a couple of bright sparks and they were Kemp and Young, weren't they? And, and, and they're both on loan and we're like, where are they going in January? It, it, it's, it's really concerning at the moment because I'm even looking at our 11 now and going, a few weeks ago I was going, oh, they're good at good 11. And I'm looking at that now and I'm thinking, oh gosh, you know what I mean? The, the holes and the, the massive exposure of these players now are, being, are coming to the fore. And uh, God, Flynn's right in what he says in the interviews. He's going to get a few out, and hopefully, we're going to need a lot, lot in. And Rich, um, obviously, I've just flashed up Aaron's comment here. Now, I know you're not Bruitt's biggest fan, anyway. Um, but we talk about fatigue of players, and again, you know my thoughts on making that an excuse. But Bruitt, you know, Low Strangers again. I listened to Low Strangers earlier. Another great episode by them, by our friends over mm. there as well. But the um, you know, they made the comment to say that, you know, Bruitt spent pretty much all season doing the defending for the other three. And we've said it on here a couple of times as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I looked at, I think it was the headed goal from Wooten. You know, Bruitt, I know whether he slipped or not, he, you know, he's lost his man there. Um, Was has already mentioned about FBT. I thought that if you look at, I think, at least two two of their goals, FBT's positioning is really off. Um, 
But McEachern's the interesting one because we spoke about him a couple of weeks ago that he's kind of dipped in form. And I've put through, um, I think it was for their fourth goal, um, which albeit was a very good goal, if it's their fourth goal I'm thinking of. Um, but the, the guy did have a lot of time. He's kind of cruised through the midfield. And the person who's tried to close him down was Kinsella playing in a right centre-back position. So, like, McEachern, woeful. Is this because now our midfield are also defensively exposed, not just our attack? Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I'll be really honest. I don't really know what it is with McEachern because I think when, obviously, he first came into the team, obviously, under Morris, like, sort of thing, and I get that he was a Morris signing and stuff like that, but I I don't know whether or not... I mean, he's not fell out with... It doesn't seem as if he's fallen out with Flynn either um, because he still seems to be getting into the team every week. Um, But, yeah, his form has massively dipped and, you know, it's... not only from a defensive point of view either, but it's from an attacking point of view because we know what he can do when he's got the ball at his feet. You know, he can yeah. he can start the attack, he can bring us forward, um, and he can he can set the attack up. But um, even from that, it's crosses. So when we do, uh, whenever we go for a short corner, he's always the one that's receiving the ball and pinging it into the box, and it's not even beating the first man. But it just his passing is just so bad. It's it's not reaching the player that's literally 10 yards we can't complete a 10 yard pass like what is going on there um yeah i i i'm not entirely sure what it is whether or not it's a mindset thing or whether or not he generally is tired um but you know i i expect a little bit more from mccachran more uh, not from his experience point of view because he hasn't had an awful lot of that but it's more from a, a fact that he has come from that strict academy regiment uh, of of Chelsea and um, I expect that he should have kept himself fit and whether or not it is a fitness thing I I don't quite know and I'm not entirely sure what it is at the moment but the thing is and this is what I'm getting with the rest of the team it's like who do we replace him with? Who's going to come in that team? Oh, let's bring a youngster that <laughs> no manager knows anything about. Like, do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. And you know, I, I I just think it's I think it's I think it's really tough at the moment um, because we, we we can't take players out because we've got nothing to really strengthen our team in. Um, and I'm sure we're going. I'm sure it's a question you're probably going to ask later. But I I do think. It's a start bringing in that free agent, no matter what the opinion of him is, what he does on the pitch. And I, I, I thought he was very good on Saturday as he well. He was good. He was good. But we need a, but we need to bring more players in all across the field. We really, really do. In terms what? of Brewer, in in terms of Brewer. <laughs> She's got, she's got your <laughs> You she's have got, no she idea. Play he's got a clapper. Do, do he's got clapper. a clapper. Do the clapper. Go on. Do the clapper. Downstairs. Downstairs. The, the clapper's oh, downstairs. Upstairs. upstairs. His butler turns the lights off. I've got that one. Say Claire. <laughs> You've not Claire, uh, done him. Spend, he's he's done. Every, I have to spend every Sunday in the dugout with him. Trust me. There's nothing posh about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do agree with Richard. I think one of McEachern's biggest problems, he's actually got zero competition and he's guaranteed 90 minutes every week. So no matter how shitty he is, he knows he's playing next week. 
That's not just a McEachern problem either. No, it's not a McEachern. Yeah, that's Khan. That's about eight players. Yeah, eight players. No matter how shit they are, they guarantee the game. I've said this the last few weeks that they're just they are guaranteed a game. It doesn't matter how they're performing at training. There's no competition. There's no nothing. And as much as the manager can fire some shits into them and get them, try and get them up for a game, if you've got no one pushing you through the week for your position, fighting for your shirt, that that we. We're screwed. We're, you know what exactly. I mean? You, these players are just like going through the motions and going, well, it doesn't matter how I perform. I'm still going to yeah. play next week. It really doesn't matter. And that's the, and that it, is the, and it goes back to this the whole time, but this is all down to the squad depth. This is, this is yeah. what this is down to. These performances, it, it, these, the, everything about this, it all leads back to that because there's nothing else because they're just, they're rocking up and just going, yeah. Playing every week, no bother to me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's funny works for McEachern, oh. Ricky Agua. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so Craig, was that why you had your hand up a minute ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've just asked Khan not to go on international duty. Yeah, it's, that's it's, how it's, desperate we are. It's, yeah. it's a no-brainer, surely. And um, I mean, can he be recalled? Can he be recalled? I think he can. Yeah, I he can at Christmas. I thought he was only on a brief loan anyway. I didn't know whether yeah. I can't no, remember. I think season on loan. I think we have to wait till January before we can. Yeah, I think it's probably I'm something like that where you get an option in okay. January. Yeah, but I, and, I, I, and just to um, just to say, I think because it's a season long loan, we might actually have a financial penalty for bringing him back as well. Oh, is so, it season long? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah well, we won't sure be paying that then, will we? Craig, as somebody who wasn't at the game, now obviously. You know, as Fifey says all the time, at the moment it's exciting football. You know that we have at the county grounds, and when Swindon are on the pitch, you know there's going to be goals, whether that's our end, their end, or the referee's got a goal or two. Um, Claire's mentioned here. Now, this is quite—I find this a good question for somebody who watches from the outside. Um, think the system needs changing. Our defenders are good individually when only being asked to defend and not carrying the ball upfield as well. Is Flynn too stubborn or not able to change the system to suit the players we have and their abilities? Um, the reason I'm asking you this question, obviously, you would see it the same way I would at the moment. I'm not going every week. We're playing free at the back. I'm expecting those three to defend. Now, I've been fortunate enough, and I know you have to see a couple of games, but um, is it about time that Flynn now just turned around and said to those the other two, just, just concentrate on defending and don't worry about anything else? Well, obviously, it's not working at the moment, is it? You know, it was like with Lindsay last season. We were crying out for him to try something different. So why not the same with Flynn? I mean, one of the things I said early on in the season that I was pleased about his appointment is that he's a very pragmatic manager. He will adapt to, you know, to what he had, like he did at Newport. You know, he played a more direct um, sort of physical style of football when he was first at Newport because... Because of their pitch, he, they had they had no choice but to do that. And then once their pitch got relayed, he played a more sort of attractive attacking style of football. Um, yeah, we need we need to be more defensively because you know we, we it's 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 defense that we're conceding, you know, conceding goals. But it's it's not just the defense. We you need to defend from the front, and we're not doing that. You know, the back three aren't aren't great. Don't get me wrong. But we're we're just we're just you know teams are able to cut through us like like butter you know it, it's um it's 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 ridiculous and um and I I think you know Flynn needs to change it because at the moment we're in relegation form we're not in yeah. a relegation we're not in a relegation battle 
at the moment, but we're in relegation form. And I've got no faith that despite whatever Clem says, Clem the liar um, says, um, we're, we're not doing much business in January. We're going to be in deficit again because most likely Young and um, Kemp are going to get recalled. And we're going to be relying on the dregs of the transfer market like we did when we signed um, Kokolo, even though he had a good, um, a decent game by all, all means. But that's, you know, Kokolo is someone who's made, what, a dozen appearances in professional football and he's 23. That's the sort of player we're going to go for, mediocre players. And and, and I'm afraid to say, like, like Bruett, you know, Bruett had a good, decent start to this season. But let's face it, the only reason we signed him last season was because he was cheap, free, and um, available, and and that's the set, and that's what we're going to be going for. So we need to get as many points as possible between now and the January transfer window, just to make sure we're not in a relegation battle um, in in March, April, um, May time, because because um, because I can't see us um, strengthening. Um, in, in any meaningful way in, in January. So it's, yeah, we, we, we did, you know, Flynn does need to change something because if he carries on the way it is, um, we're, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be in serious trouble. He, he's got to try and change it, but whether he will or not, I, I don't know. I'd like to think he would, because like I said, I, I thought he was quite a pragmatic um, manager, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Well, well I think he probably will be as both seasons did. Oh, I was going to say the transfer bit. Sorry, no cracker. I was only joking. It's just because no. As they're saying, well, we're going to have three, possibly even four loans to fill, and after that, I think it'll be one in, one out, um, pretty much as it was. And I think we'll look to shift some players. I think Bruett will look to shift. Uh, I think we may look to shift Blake Tracy, um, because he doesn't work at left centre, uh, left, left-sided centre back. He's a left back. He's not a left winger. He's not a the left centre back, he's a left back, and we don't play with left backs. I think you'd probably get moved on. Hutton's only got six months left, and we get some money out of him, so he'll probably be moved on, and possibly Khan as well. So if you look at that, there may well be a seat, you know, a summer's worth of changes coming on. Um, and I think even if we, if we, well, we're going to lose Young. There's a good chance we'll use lose Kemp as well. So then I think the whole dynamic of the team will change, and whether we will be a bit more defensive lineup because we're not going to have that attacking threat. Or I don't know. I think we're going to look completely different in Jan in February. That worked well for us last season, didn't it? Well, well last year was an absolute shit show. Last 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 January, this, we were this year's going to be an absolute shit show. And, and this could be an absolute shit show. And if it is a shit show, we are in real danger of going down because we don't sort out the goals against and the goals for get taken away. We're, we're as I've said for weeks, we'll go down, and there is a real danger of that. Uh, Gary, I'm going to bring you in on this one because a, a couple of people have already mentioned Khan and obviously you mentioned that um, whichever way you look at it, whether we asked for him to stay or whether he's asked to stay, etc. Um, Aaron said, don't get the drawing out of Khan from Saturday's performance. He made our two goals. Um, I I made a particular note here, actually, that I think it was a Young's goal, um, Khan's persistence um, to, to get, you know, to get hold of that ball, to pass it back into, into, the, uh, into Young. Um, was you know unquestionable, um, but what from my understanding, looking at the lineup, isn't Khan supposed to be holding midfield? Shouldn't we be looking at him for his defensive responsibility as well? Yeah, I think those three midfielders are so easy to pull about now for for oppositions. They don't know whether they're holding, sitting, pushing, 
who, who, like we say, who is the holding midfield? We think it's Khan. Are they rotating? We've seen Flynn do that rotate midfielders in the past. Um, but I just think they're easy to play against all three of them. You can put them out of position. No one's really tracking runners. Uh, uh, and I argue this this now makes our team look even weaker because we argue the defence is playing badly. The midfield's playing badly. They weren't picking mm. up runners on Saturday, the second half particularly. Um, balls dropping into the midfield. No one was picking up those balls. I think the, the fourth goal, the ball broke into midfield and he had acres of space to run into and pick yeah. that ball up. Acres. No one was there. So I, I argue that the, the, the midfield is, is, is missing as much now as, as a defence at times. And we all think Cancelo is going to be the answer and, and be that holding midfielder, but for some reason doesn't seem to play there. When he does, does he offer enough to make it look much better? I'm not sure. Um, and, and like we've said, I mean, I've looked at the stats here that we scored nine goals since the Newport win and five of those have been from Kemp and Young. So we've scored four the rest of the team. And it, it, it's a great point that um, that Gary make. And Nick, I'll bring bring you in on onto this. Obviously, um, Flynn's. I think Aaron. Yep, Aaron put it up here. Flynn started calling out players the week after he got a free year extension. I don't know. I can't comment possibly whether that's looking into it too much. But the um, at the same time, I, you know, I I listened to his post match. I I tend, as you guys know, I tend not to always listen to the post match. I wait for you guys to tell me how it's been. Um, but it seemed that he just picked words out of a hat at the same time. You know, he's got a little hat that says too easy to score against, which was used for the third time this season. Um, we played a lot better in patches, which is the first time he said that in a few weeks, mind. Um, all the things we didn't do, they did, um, which is, um, you know, kind of obvious. Um, and individual errors. So that's the big one I was going kind to of into about was he talks more about individual areas, uh, errors, sorry, probably more this post-match than he has done previously. Um, who do you think he might be calling out? Obviously, I know we, he spoke about Bruitt's slip, but do you think he's kind of targeting that players? Because he's threatened, he's already said, he's fr- told the players he's going to be shipping some and bringing in some in January. Who do you think he mm. targeted those comments at? Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, to be honest, but it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I've seen a lot of stuff that fans are criticising him for what he said. But then if he just comes out with the bland... Um, elements that you've highlighted there they say well it's the same old thing every week so you know from that point of view he can't really win we all know what he said is correct we know players aren't aren't picking up runners we know players are leaving gaps in in the center of the defense we know um, they're scoring easy goals against us Uh, I I mean that's all true now the the only thing it's right saying yeah there's certain players that that aren't doing what they should be on the pitch. That we go through, you know, the, the the training and we do the setups and that. But but there's certain players that aren't doing it. Fine, I, you know, he, he should be saying that because we can all see it. It's no good. You can't sugarcoat that. What I don't necessarily agree with is he's he said he's going to be shipping out, and I think he said two or three players. Now, um, a player is going to be knocking on his door and saying. Well, if you're shipping me out, you can stick it. Um, and and for me, that doesn't sound great to motivate the team. Now, it's all right saying, that, you know, at a high level, there are certain players aren't doing what they should be doing. And then behind closed doors, you have that out with the players on the training ground. But to say of that team, two and th- two or three of you are going to go. Now, you, you, you could be talking, 
you know, we, we've all said Hutton, great at going forward. Um, does lots of crosses, but we don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily create as much as he should. Defensively, he, he is poor. You, you can't get away from that. Um, Brewitt, yeah, he's dropped off, but like it's been said, everything seems to go on him to defend. Um, uh, Blake Tracy, he goes missing in, in critical points in the game where he's at a position and gets caught. But he's not a natural centre-half, so I've got some sympathy for him. Um, he obviously doesn't rate shade because he was on the bench Saturday and, and he brought the new boy in, uh, Kokoko. So you can say, well, Shade's got to be one who's going because he's letting him go off to international duty and he's keeping Khan. Um, who the other one would be, whether he's saying, well, Hutton can go because we might get some money for him. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it, it's a difficult one. It's, it's just that I don't think it was wise saying two or three of you are going to go out because that is that would disrupt the team. Um, for me, um, you know, players, you know, they, they, well, most, some of them have been about a long time and they know, they know what the score is without the manager coming out and saying it. So do it behind closed doors, you know, have, have those arguments, have them against the bloody wall in GM up. But to me, it was maybe a little bit too much. Um, was a, I'm going to bring you in for comment on that as well as somebody who, you know, with all due respect, defends Flynn regularly and, and rightly so in your opinion. Um, the I also want to ask you about Coca-Cola. Now, I'm going to join in solidarity with our brothers at Low Strangers and not comment on, you know, the surroundings of his, of you know, of his externals, but more focus on the football side. Um, you were at the game, weren't you, I think? Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, there's been mixed reviews. Some have said and, um, that obviously he looked really good because we weren't expecting too much and obviously we're not playing very well. Others saying, actually, do you know what? He was one of our better players. It's nice to have a natural, you know, a natural left wing back or whatever. Yeah. Um, what were your observations on him? Yeah, the problem is we're comparing him to Tyree Shade. So, you know what I mean? For me, he was always going to be better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I. It was nice to have a bit more of a, a natural left footer out there that just gives you that bit more of a balance and you know what I mean that could you know what I mean that could hold that position quite well. Um all jokes aside with Shade, I just don't think that is his position. I don't know what is his position, do you know what I mean? If anyone could tell me, but um but yeah, no, I thought he had a steady enough debut. Like I agree with, with the point with what everyone said. I don't know if we were expecting too much from him. He's a lad that's probably been training with us for a while. Um he wasn't going to be match sharp, was he? Do you know what I mean? We've always said this. You can't replicate that. But I thought it was a steady debut. And hopefully he can, that 90, well, that minutes that he got under his belt is only going to make him better. Um, Flynn in his interview said he was absolutely shattered after he came off. So, you know what I mean? That, you know what I mean? He's only going to improve for that. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a good option. Uh, you know what I mean? The proof will be in the pudding in the next few games if he comes on from that. You know what I mean? We've all seen players have good starts and look solid and then they get into the rhythm and they don't look good enough. Do you know what I mean? There was no pressure on him. There was no expectation. You know what I mean? We were playing against a team, like I said earlier, that we were expecting to lose anyway. So, you know what I mean? Was it that he just looked all right in the best of a bad bunch, maybe? But, um, yeah, I, he's steady enough. And hopefully, this is 
him for kicking on because there's obviously a player in there. Like you said, we're not going to mention all the other bits and pieces, but we always seem to attract these sort of players or we go in for these sort of players, probably down to the money side of it. You know what I mean? We've probably worked out a bit of a deal there for us. So it's one of those. But hopefully, you know what I mean? He can show his talent and he can hopefully showcase it and hopefully we will benefit from that. Um, I, I just wanted to. I was. I was just going to say, just on in terms of the game itself, just in terms of his position, um, uh, whatever his name is, Kokolo, whatever is, um, from a left wing back's perspective, you could tell that he was definitely more defensive minded, uh, more than what Hutton is on the right wing, and especially more than what Shade is. I mean, like like Waza said, I don't think, Shade, obviously Shade isn't a wing back. We don't know what his position actually is, but it looked as if Kokolo knew that position. It seemed as if that he he was experienced in that position, that he's obviously, like like Waza said as well, that he's obviously trained with us for the last couple of weeks, you know, and he seemed comfortable. He did look comfortable there. And, you know, I think uh, when he does finally get his match fitness and match sharpness, I, I definitely think from a, a defensive point of view, I think he can definitely offer us something there. But also going forward as well, in terms of his pace and uh, his his trickery, which we briefly saw on Saturday, um, I definitely think it will it will give us more. He did miss a sitter, mind you, as well. But I'll, again, I'll put that down to to, to match fitness. But uh, so I that but. Yeah, but uh, I let him off on that one. But in terms of that, I, I, I did think he looked he looks promising. He definitely looks promising. I, I did a little and, bit of research and, with him. On, without sounding like Fiona Bruce, if we can go to Craig first and then come yeah. to you, because I know that Craig jumped in a minute ago. Yeah, right. yeah. No, my, my only co concern with Kokolo is he hasn't played a game of professional football in over a year, I think it is. And, um, you know, how long is it going to take for him to get match fit? Um, you, you know, it's going to take more than one, like 70 odd minutes or whatever it was he played on Saturday to get match fit before we get the best out of him. If he is, if there is a player in there, like, like was uh, said. And, and my concern is like, we've been linked to these fucking trialists for the last few months who may be on trial for fucking ever. And then, and then we, we either sign them or don't sign them. And then, then they need to get match fit. When it comes January, those are the sorts of players that we're going to be linked to. And, you know, we're going to be linked to players that haven't played probably all season. And you can just see it happening again. And this is what we've been re reduced to. Why are we settling? Why are, are we as fans so fucking, you know, so placated by settling for mediocrity? You know, it, it's this... You look at the subs bench that, that Stockport had, right? Yeah. This is, with all due respect to Stockport, this is Stockport County we're, we're talking about who don't get the same crowds as us, yeah. but yet they're able to afford that subs bench. You've got a team like Barrow who get about two, 3,000 a week. They've got a B team, an under 23s team. They're able to develop players and and, and have the squad depth so that if they get two or three injuries, it's not going to be a huge, a huge deal. So that, you know, I guess Kokolo is, is the, is, is just a, a, a symbol of, of, of a deeper problem at, at the club is what I'm trying to, trying to say. And um, if we just accept that as fans, that we're going to be signing that type of player I've got no um, faith that we're going to sign anybody decent in January. 
and it's going to take a change of ownership before anything fucking changes. And, and it's just going to be a, another wasted season under this ownership. And, you know, it's going to be two wasted seasons under this ownership as well. And potentially two of our worst finishes in, since, you know, since the 1980s under this ownership. By the time Kokolo's fit, Craig, he'll be out of contract. Well, yeah, probably. This is is the point, Ben. I'll bring you in on on, on what you wanted to say, but I also wanted to ask you as well. Um, Obviously, Flynn talks about bringing in players in January. I think we've got nine league games before then. I think it's nine. Um, And then we're not going to sign everybody on January the 1st because we're definitely not that type of club, are we? No, we're not going to sign everyone on January the 1st. We might have one or two set up that walking straight in. Um, I think he is still looking at players that joined us uh, alone out of contracts this week who are coming in, which they'll look at. Um, but uh, until, until we, well, we won't know what's going to happen until January, until January kicks in and towards the back end of January. Then, we, then we'll see if Clem is talking absolute gash with um, Flynn. And Flynn would be just as bad because he keeps saying, wait till January, wait till January. But at the moment, going on Clem's history over the last 18 months, he's, he's got to break a habit of a lifetime because he's not delivered yet. And he, he absolutely has to, or we will get sucked into a relegation fight. Um, what I was going to say with Cocolo, um, I've actually done a little bit of research on him. And I was chatting to this uh, quite an EFL chap uh, named uh, Edward Walker, who's quite big on the socials. And he said he didn't look out of place in League One. And then what happened to him happened to him. And then obviously he got taken out. Um, he's, he says, like, he really likes him. He's, 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 he, he could, you know, he could be a, a, a good talent. So we'll have to wait and see on him. I think for the fact, it says a lot for Shade, and I said this on those strangers, that a player that's not played for 12 months, trains for two weeks, walks in ahead of Shade. And he, he will start, and he obviously is going to start against Harrogate. He'll start Tuesday. So he's been dropped in the deep end, I hope. He's not pushed so far that he gets injured because that defeats the fucking object. Um, but he he's he, he's he's a natural left-sided wing back, and um, yeah, he looks he look he looked pretty he looks like someone. He got. I was impressed by the how quickly he got into the pace of the game, being out for so long. He was getting involved. Um, a few heavy touches, a few missed passes every now and then. But it's expected. He's out. You know, he's not been played for a while. But he also did a few nice things and a few tricks and a few clever things that you expect from a player that's played above this level. So obviously, he's got decent pedigree of Sunderland and Middlesbrough. So who knows? We, we may have got a little rough diamond. Obviously, what happened to him? He's incredibly cheap because of what happened. Um, the, the problem so we'll is, the, 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 but they're not all going to be like that. Hmm? The, the, the problem is, the problem is, Ben is it, that's all great and all, but again, when it comes down to it, we go back to the rest of the squad. I agree with you. He could, he could be a really good player. He could be really, really good. But at the end of the day, if we don't help, if we if we don't, oh yeah, no, I totally there, agree. I totally agree. If we don't get more players in like him, then. Yeah, we are really, really going to struggle, and we're definitely up against it. And I feel as if it's like it when that signing came on Saturday morning. Was that just like a 
us to shut up, like sort of thing. Was that Clem just doing that? I think we up? were desperate, and I think because after four defeats, we've we've gone actually. We need to do something here. I think that. That's does he think one? Up. Does he think one player is going to fix that? I no, I think, I, more, I, I, I think we'll see more than one every coming week because we've got more trialers joining us and they're, they're coming a bit more thicker and faster. I think we'll see one more in for. Um, but, but to be fair, they mentioned that they mentioned that six weeks ago, and now they did. They didn't. They didn't bring anyone, but they've signed someone now. Exactly. And exactly. and 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 it happened quite quickly after we lost seven four to the mighty order shot. So I think uh, I think there might be a little bit of pressure um, going on there. We'll see. I might pressure, be wrong. We'll, we'll see. Pressure, uh, it wasn't even after that older shot game, mate. It was after the fucking statement, the diabolical statement that he put out the Sunday morning, that I think really got fans riled up. I mean, we can, we, we can, uh, you know, we every team has a bad game. Every team has yeah. a bad game. Obviously, that one was fucking diabolical. I don't think I've ever quite seen anything quite like that before in my life. However, saying that, you know, I I feel as if that everything that came out after the game and the whole statement thing and then fans just getting really riled up on socials and all that kind of stuff, you know, and I, I, I feel as if that, that was just a, you know, we were obviously crying out for players. We were telling him the problems and that he's literally just come out and he's, because we were, how long, how many weeks have we been linked with this Coca-Cola lad or Coca-Cola? His, his name got broken. I, I think, it's been I think it deliberately that. got his name got dropped as well. I think we're always signing him. I think it was, his name deliberately got leaked. But I think he, but we knew that he was trial, he was training with us, and he had been training with us for about two weeks up. Yeah, two uh, weeks before the game. And then two weeks after, and then we decide, oh shit, yeah, we better sign him. Like, well, we were like probably that. we what? were probably waiting for the um cash injection from Clem Morfuni to be able. <laughs> oh, to yeah, of course. See, that's another thing. Why should why he be putting in? Why should <laughs> he be bad. putting in two hundred and fifty grand when we've got a club the turnover the size of ours, with a squad the size with the smallest of size of ours, with a tiny squad. When apparently, and the advisor board meetings, it's saying we're only about six hundred grand um, with external debt. I, I want to know who uh, Clem's accountant is. Yeah, I know. Hey, hey, apparently, hey, Rich, uh, Rich, Ben, Rich, shut up. Um, <laughs> I'm just about to praise you, Rich. You made a good point there about um, the injections and where's the money going to come from, etc. Gary, I flash this up four times, hoping that Ben and Rich would finish at some stage. Um, but. <laughs> Craig, um, Peter said that Craig, you are correct. January is too late. Why are we settling for mediocrity with such great support? Um, again, um, it's been well documented that our crowds have now dropped down by you know over a thousand um, since the Newport win. Um, we've also got December coming up, cold weather. People not going to want to fork twenty-seven pounds. Is this just setting us up nicely for Clem to go? Oh wow, we're not getting the crowds in now, so I'm not going to put any money in. Well, let's be honest, if he can't run the club on where we've been up to this point, he's yeah. going to find a damn hard struggle when you get to, to seven, 8,000 under at Christmas time. And like I said, the weather comes comes in and people got, can't afford to spend it. I mean, where, where I, don't, I just don't know where the money's gone to. I, I, it baffles me to this day. I mean, you've seen today they've put up another three or four adverts for sponsorship so they've got another sign so you go buy some signs now some nice new signs and they talk about the scoreboard stroke advertising thing again they've talked about that again and all this with the crowds that we've had and the money that, that with the with the signs at the, the shops that say every penny goes into the club um 
I mean, the bars are, are, are full every week. Where is the money going at this club at the moment? Why are we in such dire that, like we said earlier on, there's clubs as small as this with 3,000 fans who can call off five or six pros off the bench that have had years of primitive, uh, football experience and we are left with kids. I'll be honest with you, Kokodo at the weekend, I thought he was assigning to appease the fans. I think it was one of those that we brought him in because, like people have said, because of Reeves, he's probably a cheap option. We know he's been training with us for a while. We've had players do that before. Kinsella was training with us for months and months before he made the signing. It's to, it, I believe it's to save a bit of penny. Penny pinching again. If we sign him later, it's not paying him wages for a couple more weeks. So it's just every which way that feels like they're making savings of money, but the money's coming in. And we just have to suffer that. And in January, well, this budget, January, it's not going to be there. We're not signing anyone decent. I can't believe we're signing one decent. It's all right. It sort of makes the whole because you know we were linked with that Edwards for like fucking months in the summer, mm-hmm. and it it seemed as if we were just trying to get that salary wage down and down and down and down and down as far as we could get it down until it actually the actual deal completely cracks and then he goes off to India anyway uh, for a much better salary. So it's like, like you say, it's penny pinching. We're trying to keep players interested on trial for as quick uh, for as long as possible until we can get the cheapest deal in order for us to sign them and it just, yeah and do you know what it is sort of creeping in a little bit now as to um um you know lee power days like sort of thing like that would just keep in trying to get the cheapest deal so it's it's Kukoda it's the power signing He's very much a Lee Power signing, Kokoro. Kokoro oh. is a Lee Power type signing. Young no, trouble history. I don't, I don't know about that, but uh, yeah. On 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 that, then obviously we're, we're straying a little bit. I'm, I'm assuming that nobody else has anything to add on the on the Stockport game, um, but um, obviously Claire's. I, I flashed up a minute ago, Claire. Match aside, um, credit yeah. to both sets of fans for observing the silence yeah. in the last post. Yeah, that's good. And also, yeah, also good. support from both sets of fans on Saturday, which is which is always great to hear. Obviously, I'm sure many have seen um, the circulations of Twitter of what happened at Celtic, etc. But the um, we're obviously whilst we're kind of on the subject of of um, I guess the right term for it is off the pitch shenanigans. Um, Nick, was a, either of you uh, go first if you like, but um, Aaron's made a point here, the good old advisory board, the fucking coffee mornings with all super fans, your TikTok raging live through their back teeth about share situation for a year, and it's still like nothing happened, should have been binned off a long time ago. Um, now, here's a conspiracy theory I'm going to chuck in there, where's all the money gone? Um, how do you think we managed to get lure um, Charlie Austin and the likes of Harry McCurdy over in that first season? Do you reckon there might have been some some hidden brown envelope payments there potentially as well? Um, that's just conspiracy theory. But what are your comments on the um, on 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 kind of the off the pitch shenanigans? That what, how does how does he recover from this? I don't I don't think Clem does recover from this. No, um, we 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 said it, or I certainly said it last week. Um, Whoever comes in is the case. Follow the money because we, you know, we've said it. It's been said tonight. We've said it for weeks. Where does the money go? 
because there's there must be so much money coming into the into the club like you say the, the gates we've got are, are bringing in thousands of pounds each home game uh the additional sponsorship we get um you know as as gary said the the I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm not great drinking before the game anyway, but the Legends is absolutely rammed before yeah. a game. Um, the corporate is is sold out, I think, every week, every home game. So there's a stack of money coming in there. And we've we said it time and time again, there are people sitting at the top of that club that that's the ones where you need to look at what's happening to the money. What are people taking out of the club? What are people being paid? Who's got what job? Why? Why are there certain players around the club? There's, you know, all the names have been mentioned. Everybody knows the names of who they are. What are they doing? What? How are they benefiting the club? And 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 that's what you've got to look at. There, there's no reason that we shouldn't have a squad of twenty first team players capable of starting a game and we haven't got it. I, yeah, I, I, I don't get it. And we've, even with, um, well inside when we, when we won the league, the gates are a lot lower then than they are now. So there was less money coming in then. So, you know, yes, the trust, if they've said, oh, they've been told they can look at the books. You know, my question is, which set of books are they being shown? Who's is it doing the, the ones, or, or 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 is it the other book that you get out that you want people to see? So there's, there's something seriously wrong there, with, with, without a date. At least we knew with power, we knew he was a bloody crook. It's simple yeah. as that, and we knew he was taking out the money at the club because it was in in the accounts. He took out, I think, uh, 125,000 for player recruitment. Well, yeah. he had somebody doing that job. So how can he pay himself that money? take out so we knew what power was doing um but there's there's yeah there's too much too much behind the scenes that we don't know about that's what the trust should be looking at but you know that's their job they should be holding them to account simple as that and was there obviously i said i was going to bring you in on that and then gary shortly after the the trust is to be more vocal support is incredible there is a giant disconnect between what's going on and off the pitch according to peter um, were you, just, were you a member of the trust? Are you still a member of the trust? Do you think, do you think there's legalities as to why they're staying so quiet? Do you, do you think that um, that Clem's got naked pictures of the trust board or something? You know, what, what, what? Why do you think the trust is so quiet? No, I, I'm not a member. I, I, you just don't know what, like, what, what they've been told, what they, what agreement they've had. They've obviously all been given these privileges and and stuff like that. And this is what this seems to come down to. They've been given this privileges and they've got to keep it hush, hush, hush or whatever. They, they're they not allowed to speak up for what, what we want them to. I'd, this is why I like having our own sort of thing to be able to give the opinions of what we think. You know what I mean? None of us say that we're in the know and that we know. We don't. We're just saying it how it is. And we're this is the fans. problem at the moment. Yeah, just fans. And these people are not, you know what I mean? They're fans of the football club, don't get me wrong, but they're just they've obviously been told or there's something there that they're not allowed to speak up and they're not allowed to say what they want to say at this precise moment. Um, yeah, I agree with everything that Nick just said. And I've said it before last week that 
there's something seriously, seriously wrong at this football club. And this is Clem is now on borrowed time. It is we're either going to go into administration or someone buys the football club. That that, that that's what's going to happen because he he hasn't got the money, he hasn't got the backing. The, the club is bleeding money because of people in the background that are taking whatever they want to take. Look. You, you, you can't moan at this. If this is the way that they, it's been agreed, these people are not going to sit there and go, I'm going to take a heavy loss. If they've put their money in and they want to take it back, they take it back. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, that's how it works. Do you know what I mean? If they want to take their money, they take it. And this is from the, the top end of the club that allow this to happen. And that's what's so disgusting. Um, but no, bang on with what Nick said. But yeah, the, the, the trust is just... Not, there's something there's there's a stranglehold, isn't there? Someone's telling them that they can't they can't speak up or they can't do this. Um, I just I don't I don't know. I just hope it's it gets better. Um, yeah. So just um, uh, yeah. Just in case anybody's confused, that's not me writing in the chat. That is actually I'm guessing Fifey. Um, yeah. that's, that's writing Fifey or Fools or Shin podcast. Um, oh, he's watching by the way. The boat yeah. in the uh, WhatsApp group. Oh, has he? Oh, good on him. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Cormer. Um, the, <laughs> right, um, Gary, I know you want to say something, and then I'm gearing the stage ready for Craig. I might actually see if I can dim the lights in, in some way to uh, to see if we do it. Gary, you said you, you had your hand up for something that you wanted to add yeah. to that. Uh, it's another pod, and I'll ask it again. Have we brought the shares back yet? Is there an update on those shares? Because I seem to ask it every time I go on this pod, and I still nothing, and they're still showing those people on that on, on the website is owning those shares so how long before that's going to be re resolved um and there was something else i was going to say um and it's completely gone now annoying me it's because because everyone else get talked so much <laughs> uh, yeah it's the, the trust i, I I'm, a, I'm a member of the trust i get i get the emails and the, and i see the the, the communications something's not right there um I, it just feels like it feels that they, they, they've become too pally with them almost in the past and they don't want to burn yeah. those bridges. That's what it is. And whether they feel that if they push too much or they ask a question too much, that they're going to lose those said connections or those said angles that they can get, um, I don't know. But for me, they've just got to be a bit more, a bit more asking. Let's not just go. Well, the Clem, the Clem said we can look at the books at some point. Let's have a next week on this date at this time. We're going to the office and our accountant will look at the books. And next week we'll report back to the fans of what was said with the meeting with Clem afterwards. Let's I don't know what the hold up is with that date. at all. I don't know what the hold up with the books. There's nothing to hide. They could just like send over there's an attachment. Hide, them. That's why they're not. Yeah, that's what I mean. If there's nothing to hide, then just send an attachment, a, 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 an email with an attachment. It, it takes about five minutes in the trust, but obviously there is because they, well, we they're not looking at it. And, and very soon, the, the trust, people will stop cut their direct debits with the trust very, very soon if, if, if nothing's done. Because they will, people will do that. People will have enough and just like stop the direct debit. And then the trust will just go. Everything's a hold up. We're, we've, every, everything that goes in this club takes forever, whether that be looking at the accounts, reducing the accounts, signing a player, making a player announcement. A statement from Clem. Uh, everything, everything, and everything takes weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months with this club. Yeah, 
Okay. Imagine working. Imagine Craig, working. The, the, stage, the stage. The stage is yours, Craig. Go on, Craig. Right, I'm getting myself uh, comfortable now. Come and see everyone. I feel, I feel a bit. I feel a bit self-conscious now. Um, yeah. Embarrassing bit, mate, is when I can't work out how to put it back to normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all right. I'll take over. Don't worry. Um, well, I'm going to say something quite controversial here. I, I think, and I, I've thought this for a while. I think that the um, the trust are more fans of the regime than what they are of the club, which is not what they should be. Um, I'm a trust member as well, as well as um, Gary. You know, I pay my fees each each month, and um, yeah, I, I'm just you know disappointed in them really because you know they they said that um, you know after that statement that Claire made that they've asked for the books they asked in September, and they've only just after that, that statement decided to get their asses in gear and follow up on it. You know, it, you know, the, the club are gaslighting the, the, the trust and then the trust in turn are gaslighting the fan base, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm sad to say, because they could have, you know, they could have um, really held the club to account for that. They could have really pushed it, but they didn't. It's almost like they're afraid or they're too pally. I don't know. But the, the, the trust is, is just it's, it's just it's just weak. It's, it's weak, I'm, I'm afraid. You know, you, you've got supporters trusts out there, and I follow this quite. I follow this quite a lot over the years when we had our issues with Lee Power in the early days before everyone else jumped on the bandwagon. Um, Cosy will tell you this: me and Cosy were one of the most vocal people against Lee Power on social media before anyone else, you know, got got involved. But you, you've got people like Spirit of Shankly, the Liverpool supporters trust, um, MUST, Man United. We've got Charlton. Bolton, um, Orient, Reading Supporters Trust are really doing something, you know, with their protests and everything else against their current owners. Blackpool supporters, they had the Oystons, the fucking Oystons as their fucking owners, and they had teeth. All those trusts that I just mentioned had fucking teeth and they held their clubs to account. And But it's like at the moment, because things, because Clem saved the club and there isn't an, a, a queue of people wanting to buy the club, which, by the way, if you still think that, that was exactly the same as what people were saying when they were um, apologising for Lee Power back in the day. There wasn't a queue of people wanting to buy the club when Lee Power was owner because he didn't have it up for fucking sale. That's the same with Clem, although he is entertaining offers at the moment. So, you know, the book, it's been a week since that, over a week since that um, statement where... Um, the trust have asked again for the books. Well, still nothing has happened. You know, when are the trust going to say, maybe in a week's time, look, we, we've asked the, the, the club for the books, for the full details. They still haven't given to it. We're not happy about it. We're going to do this, this, this and this about it. Fucking, you know, do something, please. You know, you are there. You are there, elected and paid for by us. I know they've got other jobs, they've got lives outside of it, but you've put yourselves forward for that. That's that's what you are. You you've you're there to do what we want as supporters, not just um trust paying members, but all supporters of Swindon Town, whether you pay into the trust or not. You know, Clem is a custodian of the club. You know, he may have saved the club, you know, and he is the owner and everything else. But there will be owners. There was owners before him, and there will be owners after him. And we need him out as well. 
we need him out. This is the first time I'm saying it properly. I want Clem gone because he is dragging the club down. And before, you know, as, as someone who saw, you know, you've seen many a times like most of us with the club going out, you know, potentially going out of business due to shitty ownership, you know, and, and that's what the trust is supposed to prevent from happening. They need to prevent this from happening. So do your jobs, do what you've been elected to do and hold this this ownership to account properly and and use your, you know, use your teeth. Just, fucking, you know, I'm sorry, I'll just I'm fucking I'm go. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really frustrated about it, as, as probably a lot of fans. But um, but yeah, they, they need to do more. They need to do more. And, you know, and, and as um, somebody else was saying, um, if, if they don't, if they just seem to be too pally and are just going to let things carry on, trust membership will end up um, go, going down. I think um, Fifey sums that up quite well. Is that a hashtag Clem out on FRI? Um, I mean, I'm not against it. And I think one thing that probably my opinion on it really as well is the fact that um, regardless of if he has the best interests at the club, apparently, um, he's either being dishonest or he's made too many fucking mistakes to be an owner. That's that's my general opinion of it. You know, you don't be a, a multi-millionaire businessman by making that many mistakes, you know, so it's, um, or should I say mistakes? Um, is there um, any anything else on that? Because I, I've only just managed to check our Twitter because obviously Fifey normally has it live open for him um, and it does ring back to the uh, Stockport um, just a hello to Supermarine Radio Extra, who have been watching us quite a lot recently, haven't they? Um, obviously, Supermarine had a nil-nil draw with uh, Scholling. Is that how you pronounce it at the weekend? Um, but they ask, who would each panellist say was the best player um, for town on Saturday? Quite a nice, easy question, I'm sure. If we if we just go a quick round robin from Nick through. So, Nick on my screen first. Kemp. Was a Yeah, I totally agree with Nick. Kemp. Gary, I think I know where yeah. going. Craig, you weren't even there. Yeah, I'll go camp. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> camp. And Ben. I'm trying to think of someone else, but right answer is camp. He, he he was always look even when we were losing three two. He was always still trying for a goal. He's the only one that does. He's the only one that really goes for it for the whole 90 minutes, even against Aldershot. Well, obviously, when we were 7 0 down, and he just ran yeah, through he, their he, 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 he And who was yeah, the second best player behind him? Young? Yeah, Young. I, I think Young, I, I, I really like Young. I think You're he's two really lone good players. Player. Two lone players, two lone players that we know are probably going to get recorded in, uh, in January. And it's so frustrating, but yeah, no, I, I, I think, I think Young on Saturday, obviously he's had his games where he's not really had much of an impact, but on Saturday I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was a breath, uh, breath fresher, and um, yeah, I thought him and Kemp were by far the best players. I don't know if Kemp's going to go back to MK Dons, but I'm not sure. It, it depends about the time, doesn't it? Really, but. Because he played in the FA Cup, there's no yeah. uh, that just makes no sense if he's going back to MK Dons, but doesn't stop true. him selling someone else though. But depends on the twine. If that rumor is true about twine money, I just God hope it is. 
or we're fucked. Fuck that. Just, uh, just yeah, use the money. If if Kemp went back and we got three or four half decent players around it, around that, I'd rather take that than keep Kemp. Um, as much as it kills me to say that, because obviously Kemp has been our best player uh, this season, but. You know, Kemp. if we can get three or four more players instead of keeping camp, I'll have that. Don't Kemp's worry, we've got the weight thing money as well, haven't we? Apparently. <laughs> sorry, Craig. Sorry, Craig. Sorry. No, 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 you're right. Um, Kemp's going to go to a League One club in um, January. You know, it's, you know, he's too good for League Two. That's that's without a doubt. Yeah, he is too good for League we're, Two. We're not, even if we, even if the rumours are true that, MK Dons owe us some of that Wakeling money, uh, not Wakeling, sorry, the Scott Twine money. Um, if they get a bigger offer, they, they'll accept that and then they can pay us what they owe us and then they'll still have plenty left over. So I've, I, I, I've got no, you know, maybe about a month or two ago, I, I'd have like, oh yeah, we, we've got a good chance of keeping him. Not but Craig, Craig did, on Kemp, do you really think he is too good for League Two? Yeah, absolutely. He's, well, hang on, hang on. He stands out in our team because our team isn't good enough, player player by player. We said the same with Payne. And what happened to him? He went to League One, hardly played. He's back in League Two. So, yeah. I, you know, Kemp, he's great for us and, and he's great at the level we're at. I'm, I'm not convinced he goes to League One, that he'll play every week. And that's one one thing that stands in our favour, he, he, uh, he's that's, done that's League... Oh, sorry, sorry, thing. Nick, I'm interrupting you. I'll be quiet. Yeah, shut up. That's a big <laughs> thing for a footballer who knows he's going to play every week and he's going to play every week on merit, not just because there isn't anybody else. So for me, if he's happy with us, and I mean, I don't know where he lives and how close he is to us geographically, and, and that's other factors that they take into account. I, I think we've got a reasonable chance of keeping him. And like Ben said, if, if that is using the twine money that they apparently owe us, great. So I don't think it's a given that he's going up to League One personally. Well, it will, it'll be out of his hands though, Nick. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Well, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it may no. well be. I don't it, think it'll be his choice. But he could say, you know, um, you know players can dig in. At the end yeah. of the day, the players still do have a lot of power. If, if he well, says, I doubt, I, I doubt when, he will. If, if a League One club comes knocking, no, it depends you know. on it. I say, look, yeah, no, but I look, think, I think if a League One club comes with money, uh, yeah, but look, say, no, look what happened to Payne. He went to League One. Yeah, 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 you're right. I, I, I've seen it. People aren't going to have that. Uh, players aren't going to have that mindset there. They're not going to say, "Oh, I'm too good." What if I fail in League One, like sort of thing like that? They're well, yeah, it depends on the mentality of the player. If he's if he's happy here. There's, there's so there's there's, lots there's, of factors. There's, yeah, there's loads of factors. Because uh, like the money that's still owed for Kemp might be two hundred grand. The the money that um you know and and Kemp at the moment is uh, he's been in League One and he's and he's not done well and he's come to Swindon. He's the main man. He's having the best season of his career. Um, he's playing in a system that works for him. He works for a manager that works for him. He's a London boy. London's just up the road. Um. He's got a lot from that's going for him here. If he's just going, look, I'm just quite happy where I am for this season, at least anyway. And there is a deal that could be done with the twine money where it's like, well, you owe us 200 grand. So we'll just call it quits and just let us have him when he's only got six months left on his deal anyway. That could work in our favour. But again, that is all speculation. It could be utter bollocks and he could be off 
to um, Oxford next week, the next month. Who knows? We don't know, do we? So, or, or Reading. He could go to Reading or something like that. We don't know. So, um, yeah, so it, we just don't know. But I wouldn't completely... Um, uh, young, I've already written him off, but Kemp, I, I'm, I'm, I'm clinging on to the barest bit of all the straws I can grab with him. I'm still clinging on that we might have him. Might. I'm going to be gutted if he goes. Because I really I will be in the pit. Woody, can I, I just, can I just reply oh, to, to Claire? Yeah. She's uh, put about, I said, well, they only beat teams in the bottom half. Well, yeah. <laughs> they only beat teams below them now. So it's the same difference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you showed up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot I was going to go with my train of thought then. But I think my, my thoughts on Kemp as well, though, is the fact that I also don't think he's, although he's out, like Nick said, he's outperforming. And I know, like Craig said, a lower half, uh, lower half of League One team could probably splash the cash on him a little bit. Um, I also don't think he's worth as much as we think he's worth either. Um, so, you know, he's he's 24 years old and he's pretty, it's a bit like Harry McCurdy in some ways. He's proven himself in one season or not even that. It's not even half a season yet. Um, so it's, you know, there's a reason. There's a reason why he wasn't playing for MK Dons. There's a reason, you know, there's always, sometimes you do find the right club, but I don't think we're going to, I don't think he's worth as much money as we think he is. Um, so we could actually just end up in a pricing battle with with somebody in League One rather than MK Dons owing us the money. He's like he's just looking at some of his stats though. He's performed better at a League Two football clubs like Hartlepool. You know what I mean? Last season when he went there on loan, and I I do see that he could progress. He's at that age where he could jump into the higher league. But yeah, I agree with you. Woody. he's not he's not worth the money that we're bartering about at the moment. There's no way, and there's no, there's no way that our football club will pay that sort of money to, to bring him to us in January. We've got only hope that he's been drawn in by the fact that, like Ben said, that he's playing in a system, he's playing in a position where, let's not forget, Kemp is a luxury footballer to have in our team. He plays in that 10 role that he, he can dictate, he can go wherever he wants to. He's not going to get that at every single football club that he goes to. And this is why he's performing and why we're seeing the best of him, because he's in that creative role for us. Um, you know what I mean? He wouldn't get that anywhere else and he might have to be played out of position and stuff like that. And will it work? So maybe he's enjoying it. He's enjoying it under the manager. And you know what I mean? That Hopefully that will be some sort of draw to bring him in. But if it comes down to money, we all know this football club won't do it. And let's be fair. He could have a league one, a league championship side could come in for him, pay some decent money for him, then loan him out to a league one side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. You say you say we won't pay the money, was there? But we are definitely raising it. I mean, today we had. Um, you can go sit in probably the most pointless game in history. Now, um, you know, to, I think it was thirty pound per person. Um, yeah. To to go sit in a one course meal in one hospitality. Course. Um, see, even the even the chefs can't be asked. They brought in the youth team for that as well. Um, and do you know what? This was when I was planning today's agenda today. And since then, they've re-advertised the lottery, I've seen. I think there was something else to do with um, Leonardo Hotels, I think it was, as well. Um, oh, I did we're, see that. We, we're going to be raking it in by the, uh, the Bristol Street Motors game, aren't we, Rich? I can't believe yeah, they can't yeah. even have a 
Oh, he's yeah, he's like, Tim Pot, didn't we? <laughs> I, I, I saw the, the Leon the uh, hotels thing. I think that's for the um, Wrexham game. I think it is like you can. No, it's not even a sit in hospitality either. It's you book a room in the in the hotel and you sit in a in the uh, Dom Rogers stand. Like what the. What the hell is the point of that? What, we're just, all forgetting I, here. We're all forgetting that we're making this money so we can go and set up our academies out in Australia. Ah, oh, of course. Yeah, of course. No, um, in, in terms of the Exeter game, why? Just what is the point? Literally, there is absolutely no point. For, for me, it should be like a game behind closed doors. But again... People are going to go to that because it's Swindon, and you know, doesn't, it, it doesn't matter whether or not we put our youth youth academy out or, or players. Like, I, I think the club will still think, "Oh, yeah, this will be a, a game where we can get some money in." But again, where is that money going? Like, what is the point? I just, I just don't see it. I, I don't really know. Um, and like you say, what is the point of that hospitality? Um, I mean, like, uh, I mean, Wazen might still go for it, to be quite honest with you. But um, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know Wazen loves the hospitality. Only, only if Wazen loves the hospitality. Put it on stable tyres, mate. Put it on stable tyres. We'll have a trip out. Yeah, but it does feel like it does feel like, and obviously, if we take the competition out of it, if we talk about the actual game itself. It does feel like they'd just be better off saving on the wages and just opening the stand and just, you know, let the kids are in for a quid or whatever and just, you know, yeah. let, let, let yeah. fans... Five quid adults are paying for yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, just yeah, do that. Exactly. Yeah, you've, got, you've got to remember, on, on, the, on the flip side to this, sorry, Gary, on the flip side but, to this, though, you've got to remember, guys, that they're, they're, at the end of the day, the football club is running a business. Um, yeah. It is a pointless game. I totally get that. But there are companies that might want to put their name in the programme or, you know, I mean, there's there's businesses that might want to do that. You know, what I mean, you can't fault them for I don't agree with the point that they should shut it down and have just the stands open. If they get a bit of uptake in it, then it's money into the football club going. We all know that that money's going into the wrong hands. And we've all said this through this episode. But if the, if our football club was being perfectly run, we wouldn't be having this conversation about opening up for a pointless game. Our club could be run to perfection and we have a bad run in this competition and we could still do this, but we're moaning because we don't know where the money's going. You know what I mean? If, if, if someone, a local business or something like that, wants to chuck themselves in and be a match sponsor for this game and wants to be in that suite, so be it. It's up to them. They're chucking the money where if they want to. But, yeah, I just don't, I don't understand the negativity on that side of it. But the, what, the what, you might you might be able to answer the question obviously um when obviously a business does decide to put like their club as advertising whether or not that's obviously in the program or not that obviously people that buy the program and obviously people that are in attendance obviously when they announce the the company that's the people that are going to hear it aren't they, they they're going to see that they're going to be like yeah, oh yeah, okay it, that's fair enough it's, it's a it's a it's a knock. Oh, it's a knock-on effect because you yeah. then have the next game where you're in. It's in the program again that the match sponsors were these people at the last game. You know what I mean? And it, people just like to do it to raise a bit of awareness. Do you know what I mean? And, and at the end of the day, people actually like to do it. And the reason sometimes that we've done it is that I like to get a group of customers together 
and I like to take them and go and have a few beers, have a good time, and go and watch a game of football. It doesn't have to be the the fact of what what it is. It is what it is. We're going to watch a game of football with a group of you know what I mean, customers, suppliers, whoever you're going with, and you, that's what you're. That's the be all and end all, and you still go and have a good time because you could be three or four pints in watching the game of football, which we all know can be a lot better watching Swindon having a few pints beforehand. Um, yeah, no, it's a fair enough point, I guess. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I get it. I get it on the flip side, and people say it's a pointless, and it is a pointless game. I don't like this competition, um, but you know what I mean. I As a business aspect, I can see, you know what I mean, why they would open it up and why they would want to try and draw people in at a reduced price. I, I get it. I think the clubs just shake hands and go, let's have a point each and not bother with it. What is traveling up? They got travel up. Do just go like, do you know what? Let's not bother. It's not going to affect the competition anymore. Neither is it going up or out. Let's just shake it. Not play the game. Done. To be fair, though, we might get we might we might we might get a couple of quid just for having the game on. But to be fair, that would just cover opening the stadium up. To be fair, so I don't know. But we might get a fine if we said, "Ah, oh, now we we're not going to play it." So yeah, one of those ones, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Fair points made. Fair points made. I still still stand by it. We'll probably make we'll probably lose more that night than we will make. But the um but it's a fair point. Um obviously they've got to run a business. Um and they are and and you're right, Waza. Um but the the problem is in the the, the problem is in your comment itself is the fact that we are questioning it because where is the money going? And we've said that all yeah. the way through this form. Um, you know, and I would I would hundred percent agree with you if it was if that was the case. Um and it just seems that the timing of our of our media team probably isn't that great, to be totally honest. When when they're kind of advertising the lotto in the same day, they're advertising, you know, um, you know, I certainly take the moment. I had a relatively good contact um, turn around and say that the the club held a meeting together to say, um, right, we need ways to raise money um, for this football club. And whilst I, you know, I'm not against finding ways to raise money. I had a very similar meeting three months ago at Wharton Bassett, and I can assure you that our wage budget is nowhere near what Swindon Town is. <laughs> so I just wonder that, like, you know, we're supposed to be bringing in these, um, you know, we're, you, you bring in people to specialise in this area. We made a massive deal on things like LinkedIn about the new head of commercial and all of this. I think he's got promoted recently and all of this kind of stuff. And it seems that we're still, you know, holding desperate meetings and, having to publish a lotto 25 times a week um and things like that so but no it's it's a fair point um and like i say i wouldn't be doing it if i wasn't fishing for comments um but enough of swindon i think i think that's well not enough of swindon in total um but obviously some good news um on the pitch swindon town women um recorded a 6-0 win against sherborne um holly beckesson getting two meg, Jar- meg jarvis getting two Annie Colston scoring and grass is green. Um, Annie Colston getting her 49th goal um, for Swindon Town as well. So hopefully she doesn't go through a bit of a Jake Young burst and doesn't get that 50th. But I think we all know that's definitely going to happen probably in the next game. Um, I don't know if anybody actually managed to go. Um, it was at Foundation Park. Um, obviously, me and Rich couldn't because we had a game. There was only 113 in attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice that. Which, in my opinion, is quite low. Um, I know Sherbourne are quite an unknown entity, but obviously it seems weird that as the club are going through this little bit of a situation at the moment that 
the attendances are dropping down, Craig. Yeah, it is a bit it is a bit strange, really. I mean, we I mean we we obviously, you know, we went to quite a few games um last season and um there was a feel good factor around the women's team and everything up until the um the management were, you know, unceremoniously um relieved of their duties and all. And um the crowds were quite Decent then as, as 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 well, um, but yeah, that's um, that is quite disappointing, really. Um, it was quite a horrible day, I think, on on Sunday, wasn't it? It wasn't the the best of weather, from what I can mm. recall. But um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, you know, they're, they're doing well and, and and everything. So what what more can they do on the pitch, really, to um, to promote it? Um, I don't know. Is the cl- I mean, I'm not on Twitter anymore, so. Um, I don't know if the club are doing enough. That's. I was just going to say that. I, I, I don't know, to be quite honest. I, I saw them retweet, quote, retweet it once last week. But that's not yeah. enough for people to really, you know, realise that there's a game. When you've got, you've got to promote it a little bit more than that. Obviously, I think yeah. the women's Twitter page uh, was obviously doing it. But one, think, quote, retweet from the whole club. I don't think I, it's I, enough. I, I, I think, you know, that... You know the, the club needs to do more uh, to promote the the women's team. Um, have more games at the county ground, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not too sure about what much more um, really can be done to um, to promote it. I mean, there was a couple of games we watched at the county ground last season. We were a bit disappointed that not more people turned up. Really, so yeah, you know, when, when you got like teams like Newcastle, who have Further on down, and they they're getting thousands each each week and and stuff like that. Obviously, we, we you know we're not expecting those sorts of numbers, but you know I, I was hoping you know this season, especially as the, the the women's team are cracking on, that they might get you know maybe a couple of hundreds, you know maybe three hundred or, or so at the county ground. So so yeah, it's, it's it's a tricky one that, but you know I, I think all they can do is just persevere and um you know if, if if they're in with a good promotion um you know they're in with a good promotion um shout this this season and um as long as that continues may, ho- maybe hopefully the um attendances will increase you know what to me it feels like the only time that they the club really sort of got involved and pushed was when the games were at the county ground right yeah but yeah. even, even that, that, yeah that's like the only time we really saw it and advertised it and they pushed it Mm. And say, come and get your tickets. We're in it at the rest of the games. Yeah. Don't get a mention. But I'm pretty sure the last uh, game that was done, at, uh, that was had at the county ground, uh, only had like two, two, two fifty people there yeah, anyway. Two fifty, three hundred. Yeah. yeah it, I think, it wasn't amazing anyway. I think, I think you're right. I think it is difficult. And I, 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 forgive me, Claire, I think you said it was Stockport uh, ladies. They get less than 100 as well. But obviously, they've got a lot of competition with WSL teams surrounding them. Um, but the I think if there's a plea from me, obviously, to even not being at Swindon anymore, obviously the next round of the FA Cup, they've drawn Bournemouth, who are currently, you know, top of top of the league. If there's a game that's begging to go on the county ground, that's the game. And if there's a <clears> game where you want to have a look at potential ticket deals and, and things like that, um, you know, because I think that I think it's this round potentially, it might not be this round, it might be next round that they have to start paying expenses. So they're going to mm. have to get as in expenses for the opposition, that is. Um, so, you know, they're going to need to get people through the door on that. I think that's on the 26th of November. Um, I can't remember if we're at home the day before. But the um, 
pretty sure we are at home the day before. Yeah, Mansfield. Mansfield at home, yeah. So I just don't know whether it's, you know, bring your ticket stub or bring proof that you're at the game or whatever season ticket and get in Mm. um, for for a decreased point and and even even again i don't know we stopped we kind of stopped doing it as in the main men's club as well just get out to the schools get out to the yeah. schools and just give a i know fa cup there's certain regulations that you got to be careful with but you know it's just get out to the schools and just say you know pay one quid for an adult or whatever i'm not saying it can be because it won't be that but you know pay one quid for an adult if you bring your kid etc and just fill it out but if there's ever a game that's crying to be at the county ground yeah you know the this these games, the next round, um, uh, uh, some of you might have seen on on Twitter, from the third round onwards, the money is really, really good now for the women's mm. game. Um, only from the third round onwards. I don't know why they've only done it from the third round onwards. But, um, you know, so Swindon, it's in Swindon's club, as a club's best interest, that the women's progress as much as well. So, mm. because again, as, as was a rightly said, it's a business. You know, we're talking tens of thousands you know that they can get in the next round and things like that that's just all they could put hospitality packages on and and things like that um and i generally think the more you make it look serious you know the more you're going to get in the gate you know it's uh, the same with in the last round there's a team called afc porchester um they they got the furthest they got in women's fa cup (coughs) they played um they put hospitality on for for the last round where I can't remember who they were playing, but it wasn't a big, wasn't like a big team, um, you know. And so they put hospitality on, extra money in the club. Now, obviously, it's easy for a non-league team to do that, but you know, it's it's all those kind of things that people go. Actually, do you know what they're taking them a little bit, a little bit more serious? Um, you got to also um, remember as well. Um, just ju- sorry, just very quickly, uh, Woody. Bournemouth had a game a couple of weeks ago where they had six thousand at Dean yeah, Court or true. Vitality Stadium, whatever it's called. As well, I mean, that's the same like you league. Say, exactly, it's the same league. It's the national league. I mean, yeah, it's like you say. I they, they've got to really, really do something from at least tomorrow. Now they know the draw that uh, they've got to really, really ramp it up. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure the, the um, I'm sure the new like um, the 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 director of football in the women's team who was appointed earlier on this season. I'm sure she's she's got some ideas and will be able to to do something about it and and everything. So hopefully they'll be able to crack on. The one thing I noticed um, with the previous regime, if we call it a term, I mean, not in men's, I mean, in the women's, was every time there was a big-ish game, they were on BBC Wiltshire, they were on BBC um, on the news, they were on that. I haven't. I, I could be wrong. I could be listening at the wrong time, but I haven't heard hardly any of that this season, you know. And it's just so. I think they need to kind of push that, push that out as well. So, um, the... I was a little bit. I was a little bit surprised as well. There was a BBC Wiltshire sport thing tonight on the radio. I know Wooten Bassett, the men's team, were on it as well. But I mean, you and Melksham were too. But you'd think with a big tie in the FA Women's Cup, uh, Women's FA Cup. You would think Swindon women might actually get involved with that as well, considering they're in Wiltshire. Wiltshire Sport—it's a big game for them. You would think, oh, they might be—they might be brought in, but obviously, clearly not. I think um, I, I will add that BBC Wiltshire did mention the result this morning, but it was only a side mention um, oh. that they—they they won six nil. Um, the talking of cup action. Obviously, the, the much anticipated following of roadmap cup competitions 
which is the Wiltshire Premier Shield draw, um, has seen um, Swindon uh, draw Chippenham away. Um, I'm sure we're all looking forward to Swindon not promoting that competition at all like we did last year. Um, and, you know, so I think we can all keep an eye out, or, uh, eye out for that one. Funny enough, I don't think they've even actually tweeted the draw itself yet, uh, to be honest. I, didn't know. So, I was going to um, say, I've not seen anything on their socials, to be fair. So. Yeah. Are, are, we, um, are we going to be able to field a team? Because surely um, all, of our, all of our team's going to be in the first, you know, first team squad. Well, Fifey will love this because um, if you can see there, this is the FA registrated document that states it's Swindon Town FC's first team um, that are in the competition. Um, so um, Fifey will be loving it because he'll be rocking up to Chippenham, I'm sure. And Expecting Charlie Austin, uh, Jake Young. Charlie and... Austin and Jake Young to, to rock out. Um as well so um yeah other than that locally obviously highworth had a, a very good win um against Newquay. our boy josh davis getting on the score sheet again and also our boy soul price um as yeah. well which obviously um uh, we're, we're well happy and they've been rewarded should we say with a trip to cornwall this time um with saint Austell um on the 2nd of december um other than that, um, obviously, I'm not going to talk about our game, Rich. I'll let you take the panel because it seems a bit weird talking about our game when I'm the host. I know. So I'll right? let you crack on with that. Yeah, I know. Obviously, we uh, we had a local derby um, yesterday against Purton. Uh, we'd beaten them 3 0 at their place earlier on in the season, and we had the reverse fixture Bassett yesterday. And um, yeah, you know, I, I didn't feel as if we started the best. Um, we conceded quite an early goal, I think, as well, wasn't it? Woody, I think it was in about the 10th or 12th minute or something like that, wasn't it? And um, yeah, uh, obviously, you know, it, it didn't really affect the girls, though. We, uh, we, um, we bounced back, um, you know, and uh, we, we started to get into the game. It took us a while. Um, and we got the equaliser just before halftime, probably thinking about the, uh, I think it was the 40th minute. And then in the 43rd minute, the referee decided to call halftime. Um, some strange reason, but um, yeah, um, didn't even play a full 45, apparently. Um, but yeah, um, second half, obviously, um, said to the ladies, you know, um, the, the game was there for the taking. You know, if we got that uh, second goal, uh, we were going to win the game. And, you know, I, th I think we played um, very well. And I thought we were very deserving of the of the three points. Uh, we had a, a young player um, playing for us for the first time this season, uh, Rosie. Um, and um, she proved so much in pre-season. Um, and finally, we were able to get her a game. And she came into the team and uh, scored two goals for us. So, um you know, I think I, I think we were well deserved the points, um, and I thought it was um, yeah, um, puts us really back and puts us back into a really good position now, uh, in terms of points in the league. Um, Putin really helped us out actually, um, getting a, a win over Paul uh, earlier in the season, and with us beating Paul last se uh, last week at their place, you know, um, with a couple of games in hand now, just behind Paul. Um, we're pretty much almost matching them now. So, um, 
yeah, really puts us in good stead. And we've got a nice uh, run up to Christmas now uh, with a few league games uh, where we would we would like to think we would take some points. And, you know, we've got a week off this weekend so the players can recover because uh, it was quite a tough game for them. A few players picked up a couple of knocks. So, you know, good recovery week for us this week. Nice weekend off next week. And, uh, yeah, back to it the following week. And uh, I think we're, we've got an away game against Broome, I believe. So, um, yeah, exciting stuff at the moment. Uh, it's good to get a couple of wins back on the, uh, on the sheet and um, get us back up on that table in a, in a good position uh, where we should be. Awesome. Um, I don't have anything else on the agenda for tonight. Uh, has anybody else got anything I, they wanted to chuck in there? I, I did um, see somebody I'll, just... I'll go, put... I'll go round. I'll go round. Um, just because oh, okay. Nick's been quiet for a while, so I want to, okay. I want to make sure he's getting... No, Woody, I, I, I've just seen some on about, um, interestingly, mostly goals scored this season in the top seven. Seventh for Man City with 32 goals. And this either says something about League Two being really good attacking-wise or real crap defensively. Because going up from that, Notts County on 33, Wrexham 34, Swindon 36, Crewe 36, Stockport 37. Then the only other team in the top seven are Ipswich with 36. So I'm not sure what that says about League Two, whether say we're all crap defenders or we're all bloody good attackers. But I'm just quite interested in the number of goals they're about. <clears throat> and if we could just tighten that defence up, even 10%, and, and then, you know, you, and being the eternal optimist I am, we ain't going to be far away. But <laughs> it could go the other way, of course. So I'll leave it at that thought. <laughs> Love it. Lovely. Uh, was there anything that you wanted to add? Just something you were going to say to me earlier. I think you were going to say about the Flynn point. You were raving saying that I oh, was yeah. a, big fan, a big fan of Michael Flynn. And um, something he, do, he does need to change something. Like the, the system needs to have a bit of a shake up, I think. I just, I don't think we, when we look so exposed, I don't think the attitude is to go more attacking. That's one thing I don't agree with. You know what I mean? If you can't defend, you know what I mean? You've got to work on that. And that, that's what I hope at the moment they're doing. Um, there's got to be a, some sort of a change, whether we move to back to a back four, um, you know what I mean? But then that means, you know what I mean? Do you do you sacrifice one of the strikers and only go one at the top end of the pitch? There's loads of if, buts and maybes, isn't there? But um, I still, and some people might shoot me down for this, I still think the best thing at this football club at the moment is Michael Flynn. I honestly don't think that we would be anywhere near. Imagine if we'd started like this, We'd be near, we'd be bot, we'd be near the bottom or in the bottom too, you know. What I mean, we people seem to be quickly to forget the start that we made, and this has come from Flynn by building that building that style of football, building it, getting the players on side, getting everything working. And I know the blips happened, but this blip is down to squad depth. I don't care what anyone else says. This is what this is down to: not having options, not having changes, not all difficult things like that. But. You know, what I mean, I still vouch that, and I know he's under a bit of the cosh at the moment and getting some some criticism, which he, he will expect, and I think he should get because you know, what I mean, things need to change, and he might have to tweak something to get you know, what I mean, to get it right again. But he is still, with all this stuff going on at this football club at the moment, the only good bright light that could keep us in this, keep us up the, towards where we need to be. Um, because we're not miles off, you know what I mean? Nowhere near from it. And 
form is, you know what I mean, is temporary and hopefully we can spin this around and we can get on a bit of a run. I think it'll only take one win and I think then the confidence will hit again and then we can, you know what I mean, hopefully push the other way. Um, but he's definitely the best thing at this football club at the moment and we need, you know what I mean, we need to stick by him and, you know what I mean, especially if we're not liking the owners at the moment and what's going on with that. We've got to stick by the manager at this football club because he is what's making us, you know what I mean, making us a better team at the moment. Um, Gary, anything to voice back on that or um, or any anything else you wanted to add? Well, I'll just say one thing. We can watch um, Harrogate away this week, can't we, because of internationals? Oh, yes, we can, like... yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. No no away fans are going to the game now. (laughs) (laughs) It's a long way. On that journey, anyway. But just, uh, uh, I've seen lots of people starting to say that there's, I've seen a few people say Flynn got to go, Flynn's out. I don't think Flynn has to go. I don't think Flynn's, I'm not, anyone on here is really asking for Flynn to be sacked at this stage. But, I don't think he's immune to some criticism and some questions being thrown his way now because despite the fact that his depth of the squad and we've got injuries and suspensions, he still has to pick that personnel, still sets the tactics, still sets up how they're going to play. And at some point, he's going to have to either change the formation, change the tactics or change the personnel, do something to get a song out of this squad because I can't see the next win comes. Was I said we need one win will we'll get us going again. All right, say we win at Harrogate on Saturday. Fair enough, one nil, two nil, whatever. Mansfield are going to come and steamroll us. I'm sorry, that's another defeat, and then we're back to we're, we're back to struggling again. So, yeah, I, I'm not asking Flynn to go. I think Flynn's like I said, what was I said, I think he's, he's he's a good manager, and I think he will get us out of this blip. But Bill got staff in question if I've him now. Craig, as well as asking about anything else, I mean, is this an opportunity to Flynn? To sh- obviously, we're going for a blip at the moment, um, and hopefully, it's a blip. But is we we talk about how good he was or how good he has been, and he said himself, you know, this isn't a team that's turned bad overnight, etc. Um, is this an opportunity for Flynn to actually show us how good he can be by switching it up tactically? By you know, as Wazza said, you know, kind of. We can't just overload going forward anymore because it's obviously too tiresome. Um, and we haven't necessarily got the squad to do it. So, you know, we're leaking goals. Does he tighten up? Is this a good opportunity? <coughs> to his tactical now. Bless you, Ben. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I mean, I, I hope so because otherwise he's no different to people like Scott Lindsay. You, you know what I mean? If he's not going to change it up, so all, all the good he's done in August September. If we don't get promoted this season, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I don't give a shit how well we played in August and September. To be honest, you know, I'm gonna just look at the whole season and think, well. You know, we didn't get promoted again. We're in this shitty league again. Now, I like Flynn. I, I want him to stay. I don't want him to be out. Unless we get sucked into a relegation battle, I want him to stay. And I want him to be able to have a decent budget. And I want to see what he can do with that budget. So that would require a change of ownership. Let's let's face it. But he, um, what Gary just said was spot on about him. He's not immune to criticism. Um, he needs to start... Um, taking some responsibility um, for his decisions and his tactics 
and everything else. And um, yeah, yeah, he he needs to start taking responsibility for that and actually saying it in a press conference, not just calling out individual players and, and saying that he's going to sell um, two or three players in January. Which, by the way, who's going to buy our drags at the end of the day? So it's not that's that's not going to happen. So, yeah, I, I'd still like Flynn. I want him to be our manager come the end of the season. And I want him, because I, I think this season, I, I can't see us get go, going, you know, unless unless we have a takeover January like Gillingham did last season. I can't see us turning things around. But I think we have to point out, and, and I posted this stat in our group chat, in the last three seasons, um, uh, Flynn has played 85 games. And his points per game ratio was 1.26. And the, the, those three seasons, that includes this season. Um, Scott Lindsay, in comparison, for two seasons, which also includes this season, his points per game was is 1.36. So Flynn needs to step up and he needs to um, turn things around at this club and do better because... You know his his record at Warsaw and towards the end of his Knox County um, record, it's not good viewing, and um, he's going in a downward spiral, and he needs to um, turn that around. And I really hope he does because I want him to succeed. But in in order to do that, like you said, we, to you know, with with your question, Woody, he needs to change things around, and I think that's the only way. Uh, Rich, anything to add to that? Not really. I think everybody, I think everything's been really said, to be honest with you. Um, if we're looking for players, I've just seen something on uh, on Twitter. Um, Sky Sports have interviewed, um, you're probably, people will probably recognise the name, Papi Cisse, currently training with Macclesfield. Um and his goal scoring record is absolutely amazing and he's looking for a, uh, looking for a new club. So, uh, he's 38 years old, though, so if we ever want to take a chance on him. But um, no, on serious note, though, yeah, no, I think uh, I think everyone's said everything, really. Um, I think, uh, you know, things need to change, whether or not uh, I think we've all said it about the owner so far. Uh, things need to be changed um, upstairs. But like Craig, Gary, Nick and Wazza have already said as well, um, I think that uh, Flynn really needs to try and change something in order for us to try and uh, maybe just reciprocate some of that energy and how we can actually get through a game without being relentlessly tired, going up and down the pitch with those wingbacks. Because at the moment, I just don't think it's very productive for us. Yes, we're scoring a couple of goals a game or at least a goal a game. And I guarantee you you could probably put a bet on us majority of the time nine times out of ten that we will score a goal in a game but not necessarily win that game so yeah it's 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 one thing that really needs to be you know checked there was a um but yeah yeah we really we really need to um finish something Right, Ben, um, let's try and keep this under two hours. Finish us off with something positive. Up the town. 
Everybody, <laughs> I know, I've said to... pretty much what there is needs to say, really, at the moment. We're in a bit of a shit run. Um, it all runs come to an end, good or bad. So at some point, we are going to just stop the rot. Um, let's just hope it's sooner rather than later. I'd love this to win on Saturday, go some sort of conference, because nothing would please me more than to beat Aidan Flint on uh, on the weekend and take their winning run away. Um, yeah. You mean the following uh, weekend? Yeah, the following weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this weekend and the following week we got we got and we got Mansfield the following weekend, but we yeah. need to put away. Who only a point behind us, by the way, Harrogate. Uh, There's a depressing thought. They're a point behind us. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So if we lose them, we uh, we really do do start delving into the depths. So we really, really, really do need to win that one. Um, so up the town, please fucking win, please fucking. And on that note, <laughs> so it's been that 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 mine has been eighty four fucking years. That little old lady, yes, it's been fucking ages. Mm. Um, on that note, Ben, thank you very much for your screaming positivity there. Um, obviously, we've been fools rushing. We've had Nick, Rich, Ben, Waza, Gary, Craig, and myself as the BTEC host. Um, we will see you all on Friday, I believe. Um, up the town and we will see you Friday. Take care. Take my hand Take my whole life too But I can't